Hi, welcome to Qubytes, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. My name is Rene from Alarm Reply, and today we're going to talk about scalable quantum computing and diversity in the quantum computing field, which is very important. And for this, I'm very honored to have a special expert guest today, Denise Ruffner. Hi, Denise, and welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So first things first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background as it relates to quantum computing or any other topic, of course? Well, so I'm a biologist. I'm not a quantum scientist. And I think for those of you out there that think you have to have a PhD in quantum computing, not necessarily, um, but uh, worked at IBM for many years and was asked to join the quantum computing group very early. And frankly, I was a little scared of it because physics wasn't always my favorite subject. Um, but I realized I would learn something new every day and I would be challenged and it would be hard. And that was something that I really wanted. And it just really awakened me and I love it. And so since um, IBM, I've worked at two other startup companies. And now I'm at an emerging hardware startup called Atom Computing. Um, based in Northern California in Berkeley. Nice. And you mentioned it. So let's talk about what you're currently doing at Atom Computing. And uh, so what are you doing there? And, and actually, what is the benefit of Atom Computing's approach compared to other approaches? Okay, so that's kind of two questions. So let's start with the first. Um, so I'm chief business officer. So it's my job to build a foundation for the co company, um, in terms of making the technology accessible to students or customers or whoever wants to use it. So it's very exciting to be able to bring this technology kind of to the world. Um, what this company is, 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 I actually call it a second generation quantum computer. So everybody's familiar with first generation, which is superconducting and trapped ion but there's a whole other group of quantum computing technology that's emerging. And it's very exciting. There's a lot of different modalities again. So it could be a neutral atom, which is what atom computing does. Um, it could be uh, photonics, it could be any number of things. But what's exciting about these computers is you can put a lot of qubits in a very small space. And so we feel that these computers will um, be able to have large number of qubits, but not be the size of a building like it might be in other modalities. And so we view this as a longer term, very promising technology. Gotcha. So basically you're using neutral atoms, so not ions or anything like that as a representation of a qubit. And this allows you to have a much smaller form factor, if you will, and you don't have, like you're saying, so, so basically, maybe this will be the enabler from getting out of the uh, quantum computing mainframe area, which we're right now into the more of, well, we won't have a personal computing quantum computer, but much, much smaller at least, right? So awesome. So, yeah, my view is that, you know, how are you going to put this big thing in a data center? So my view is that um, I think the second generation technologies lend lends themselves better to making a smaller device that will ultimately go behind a firewall in a data center. Um, desktop is a little bit of a stretch, um, but uh, I'm I'm going to say behind a firewall. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like it's it's beautifully said. Like for the data center, basically, 
and that you maybe can ship it in a shipping container or something like that. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, no, a modular system basically. So what you can yeah. can easier uh, use and uh, integrate into your existing data centers, right? Because I mean, a lot of people still think like, oh, quantum computers will replace all classic computers, right? And that's still this kind of misconception with a lot of folks. No, no, no. Like quantum computers will basically be another acceleration, just like a graphics card is an accelerator for graphics processing. The quantum computer is an accelerator for certain nonlinear problems that you can compute much faster, right? Um, but si since you have this impressive experience and like you just mentioned, working at IBM and being in that field for such a long time, um, let's talk about your broader picture and maybe you, you can use a crystal ball a little bit and look into the, the future and be a little bit uh, visionary. Uh, in your opinion, what is the timeline and the general health of the ecosystem and, and why are you seeing the, the biggest impact today and what's going to happen next couple of years in terms of use cases and adoption? So the ecosystem is very healthy. I think we're all encouraged that a number of quantum computing companies have gone public, which means that kind of the world is starting to accept that this technology is here, where probably five years ago, they were like, oh, that's a dream, you know, like go away. Um, but now it's real. And there's a lot of people out there that are very excited about it. And I think we're going to see a couple more companies go public. Um, mm -hmm. And that's exciting. There is a big hype factor, and I think that's something that we all have to worry about is what's real and what's not. Um, but when I look at quantum computing and kind of use cases, people are developing use cases. They're very small now, and they don't give you advantage over a classical computer. But I believe in the next couple of years, as we get better and better on what I'm calling first-generation computers, I think that we will see one or two examples, maybe like the Google quantum supremacy paper. We may see one or two examples of an application that is um, beats classical computing on a quantum computer. But will it kind of be an overall rule or an overall uh, thing that this quantum always exceeds classical? No. Um, so I think over the next couple of years, we're going to see some examples that are positive. And then we're going to see the emergence of these second generation technologies, which I think will be really interesting because the qubit numbers will go way up. And that in itself is going to um, make the application of quantum computing more powerful. And hopefully at that point in time, we're going to see a little more of, of quantum advantage or beating classical computers. So even though I hate people that say it's three to five years away, I hate them. Um, I'm, I'm almost going to say that um, in the next couple of years, we'll see a little, but I think it's probably a three-year mark that we're going to start really seeing a lot. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's actually pretty soon if we if you look at the whole quantum timeline. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I keep on saying, hey, this is the decade, basically. It's like where all of the, a lot of breakthroughs will happen. And uh, also trying to paint it a little bit more optimistic. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you, you're right, right? We got to be careful not overhyping things and not promising too much because uh, in other fields, we have seen that all the time. You know, one of my topics is also spatial computing, meaning AR, VR, the whole topics. And for example, VR was was um, quite overhyped in the beginning and also AR. And now we're seeing this little bounce back and it's getting more into a um, healthy kind of business state, if you will. Um, yeah. But 
Anyway, let's talk about one very important topic about also diversity in quantum computing field and, and how we can um, improve that, how we can make it more diverse, right? Since I know you're also leading the, the Women in Quantum Initiative. And in general, of course, you're an advocate for diversity in the quantum computing, computing field. And so how can we make the, the field more inclusive? And, and why is it so important also to actually have diverse backgrounds for creating the best solutions? So I think Diversity is, of opinion is always very important in problem solving. Um, and so I love when people have different backgrounds, like I'm a biologist and I'm working with a physicist or whatever it is. I think these different points of views always bring interesting collaborative discussions. Mm -hmm. And often when you look at the website of a quantum computing company, you see that it's all men of the same race. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I feel that there is a benefit from having different points of view. And so um, starting at IBM, it was something that IBM realized that there weren't enough women in the industry. And as I progressed in the industry, I kept on seeing over and over that there weren't a lot of women at the companies, as well as a lot of women reached out to me and said, help me, how do I have a career? How do I get a job at a quantum computing company? How do I do this? And so that was the genesis for women in quantum is to give people a network and help them build a foundation so they can become participants in this industry and, and feel comfortable and feel like they have a network of people to rely on uh, that will support them. Yeah, well, that's awesome that you started that you saw these issues and started the initiative and uh, trying to improve that. The, I think it, that helps actually quite a lot because I'm if I'm looking at some of the conferences, I think some things are changing already. Um, but of course, there's still a long way to go. And uh, it's it's just like you say, you know, sometimes you see a panel and it's just like same guys, you know, it's like. Uh -huh. oh, so um, it's like... <laughs> Francis, Francis Collins, who's the head of the National Institute of Health, two years ago coined a term called a mantle, like <laughs> a panel of men, a mantle. And I love that. And he came out and said, I will not be on any mantles anymore. Yeah. And um, I love that. And what I am seeing is, is people are starting to be sensitive to the fact that there are mantles or they're mostly men and they're trying to include diversity. And I think that's just so important. And, and I think there are a lot of really accomplished women um, out there that just don't have a platform. And so it's great to be able to see them get a platform. Yeah. And it's so important, right? Also, we see it already in the AI field, right? Where we see certain issues arising only after certain AI models were developed, right? No one actually had a diverse background. It was all the same kind of people, if you will. And then you end up with the biased models and you end up with all these issues that arise from it. And now things are getting a little bit better. Still a long way to go. But I hope in quantum computing, this will... Well, well, it's the beginning again, right? Of course, quantum computing is a field that's ongoing for many, many years, but still, I think um, it will get a little bit ahead, not something like we saw in the AI field, right? That we have actually, now it's, it's growing and it's really accelerating that we see a growth in diversity also in the quantum computing field. So the work you're doing is super important. Thank you for all the, what you're doing there. You know what? It's really fun. It's a great thing. And um, anybody out there that wants to participate, look up Women in Quantum on the internet. And it's uh, free. And we welcome, we welcome anyone. Awesome. 
And uh, we will put a link into the show notes. Um, but unfortunately, we're already at the end here of the show. Uh, but thank you so much, uh, Dennis, uh, Denise, for joining us today and sharing your insights. Uh, that is very much appreciated. My pleasure. And thank you. It's, it's been fun. All right. And thanks, everyone, for joining us for yet another episode of Qbytes, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. Uh, watch our blog, follow our social media to hear all about the next episodes. And of course, you can always watch the previous episodes at our website. Take care and see you soon. Bye-bye.